Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, we're already to Thursday morning, and here comes the rain again. <laughs> you look at the forecast, Sam? Yes, and, and I have oh. the forecast you gave me yesterday. So basically, it's going to be wet for the next week. Build an arc. By the way, this is the BS Hour. Oh, yes. Daddy and Sam, 1170 WWVA. All right, let's start off. We got some fun news today, kind of. Some interesting stuff. What do we have first right out of the gate? So out of the gate, let's let's mention um, Ogilvy Good Zoo. So did you ever go to camp when you were a kid? Well, as part of going to Flushing Middle School, we went to sixth grade camp. I think it was at Piedmont. Stayed for a week, but... In the summertime, no, because I was always playing baseball. And quite honestly, growing up in Lafferty, every day was camp. I'm out in the boonies anyway. (laughs) What would I need to go to camp for? Well, we went to sixth grade camp, too. And we went to the 4-H camp out at Piedmont, same as you. That's Mm -hmm. where I learned how to square dance, FYI. But I I went to church camp. I know that's shocking. But I used to go to church camp. But Ogilvy Good Zoo has announced their 11 camps for this year so they're having okay. 11 different summer camp programs and it's for kids from the ages of 4 to 15 and it ranges from things called the muddy grubby to creepy critters where the wild things are so this is there like i said there's 11 different ones it's great for the kids it's educational but it's fun and if you register your campers before April 30th, you get 10% off the fees. So this this is a great thing to get your kids involved with. I remember all of the summer camps that I went to. And well, that's what I was going to say. What do you remember since we both went to Piedmont Ranch Club through school? What do you remember from that? I remember the girls trying to sneak over to the boys' cabins and vice versa. You Buckeye local <laughs> YTR or whatever the hell it is, chicks. Terrible from an early age. Dirty. (laughs) I remember that. Um, I remember spiders. Spiders is the biggest thing I remember in the cabins and just hating that. But Uh that was that was a way that besides the sixth grade camp when you went with your classmates, the regular summer camps that I went to, I remember meet. That's how I started meeting people outside of the school district that I went to. Right. And and yeah. knitting pot holders from these elastic bands. There was you know, there's always the crafts. <laughs> Thank God I didn't have to knit pot holders. I remember you know, we were all you're ornery in sixth grade, everybody's jockeying for position, you're in your clique, everybody's trying to figure out who they are and I just remember us antagonizing the guard the uh not the guards, but the uh camp counselors and they would make us do push-ups over a mud puddle and it became a joke you know to see if you know it's, hey i'm the center of attention i'm over here doing push-ups everybody's laughing you know make it funny but i do remember and and i i'm not going to say her name but there was a camp counselor that i we were all in love with 
I mean, in love with. Was there was there an adult, uh, like a male camp counselor, a high school kid? It's, it, it's, don't say a name. I won't. As soon as you said camp, when you said mention the counselors, I remember yeah. the light, the lifeguard. Oh, the lifeguard. Yeah, I'm just going to say her first name was Becky, and we, you know, she was I think a junior or senior in high school. We're in sixth, sixth grade. It was it was like that fast times at Ridgemont High moment where you're just <laughs> you're just looking at her. You know, or I, or I should say, what's the baseball movie where they're in love with the, the lifeguard? Oh, uh, the Sandlot. Yeah. Yeah, wait, uh, Pumper, Pumpernickel or what? Becky Pumper, whatever her name was. <laughs> um, you know, everybody just looking at Becky like, oh, like, you know, you're... You're just infatuated at that age with, with somebody who's that much older than you. Well, and isn't it funny how you have these memories? So kind of along those lines, a question for you. We talk yeah. we talk about a lot how much the younger people are exposed to things nowadays. Mm-hmm. If, if you could switch places, and would you prefer to have the time and era of your childhood or – the what the kids currently are going through oh god no i would take our childhood in a heartbeat i mean a heartbeat um because yeah no way i mean i think there's just too much going on today social media phones everything else i mean just uh just terrible no, no, I would not want today's childhood for anything. What about you? No, I would not. I honestly think the the young the young people nowadays innocence is lost. That that era of when you're I don't know between nine and fifteen and everything is fun and everything is lighthearted and the biggest stress you have is is passing the test. I think that that innocence of of being a young person today is not what it used to be you think think of movies you mentioned the sandlot you don't you don't see that anymore that that group of young guys that are outside young boys outside playing getting dirty all the time that seems to be coming it's becoming a, a visual of the past unfortunately yeah i agree i mean I can't say. Well, let me, let me ask you a question. When was the last time you saw kids outside playing football or or wiffle uh, ball? Oh, uh, you know, I can't think of it. I can't. I can't think of something off the top of my head. I can't think of anything recently. Well, what about what about what's the last, last time you've seen them playing tag or just kids in the yard running around? I mean, tell me that. Probably two summers ago. Two summers ago, my my neighbor, three or four houses down, there was a bunch of kids in the backyard actually playing wiffle ball. They had the big fat red bat. Uh-huh. And that that's the most recent one I can think of. I went through New Athens about, I'm going to say, when was it? Probably the end of the summer, this past summer. So we're talking August, September. And I saw nine kids in the yard playing wiffle ball. I almost wrecked my car. That's the first time I've seen. I can't even tell you the last time I saw that. Really? Yeah, it was. It was. It was amazing. I mean, I almost stopped the car to look because I was just like, "You've got to be kidding me!" And it was so refreshing because that's all we did. 
in Lafferty. Now, you didn't have a lot of other options, but even I mean, you grew up in Mount Pleasant. I mean, no matter where you were, you went outside, mm-hmm. usually because your parents were screaming at you to get the hell out of the house, and you played. You played. I mean, whether it was tag, whether it was just going fishing, or if it was wiffle ball, tackle football, basketball in the backyard, you played. What I saw in New Athens was like seeing an albino unicorn in 2023. Like a mirage. You weren't sure you actually Mm -hmm. saw what you saw. Yeah, I mean, it used to be that the town park or the town basketball court, that was like the center of of your social life as a young person because you could ride there or ride there on your bikes or walk there. Um, Mm -hmm. I was actually talking to a friend of mine who has a teenager, young teenager, and she said to me, I said something about friends, and she said, oh, yeah, he has has tons of friends, and they're all, you know, all across the country. They're, they're, well, no, that's virtual gaming. That isn't friendship. Right, right. But that's what they do now. Yeah. That's what they do. Like, my son and his friends, they don't get together. They don't go hang out. They used to hang out at sheets or do whatever, but not like when we were in school where you would get together, you'd make some phone calls, everybody would hang out. They hang out on the video games now. Mm-hmm. That's how they talk. They got the headphones on. That's, that is their getting together. And I, I, well, and I think that has, is, is hurting society. And I think at, I think it's hurting the younger generation's ability to, to communicate to have mm-hmm. conversations with a real person. It, 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 there's so many there's so many negatives with how so back to your original yeah. question, no way would I trade my, my childhood for a childhood today. No. There is so much stress today, there's so much crap going on. My childhood, you know, especially in the summertime, I'd wake up, my biggest decision was am I going to go fishing? Or am I going to go play backyard football until my baseball game comes around at five o'clock? <laughs> and I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Nope. Simplicity. Yep. We're going to take a break. You're listening to the BS Hour, Bloom Daddy and Sam, eleven seventy, WWVA. Hope you're enjoying your Thursday morning. As always, thank you so much for joining us here on the BS Hour. All right, we got a. We got an update to a story here in the Valley, Sam. Yeah, we have an update. Michael Johnston has pled guilty to one count of gross neglect of a child. And this goes back to the story of the three-year-old who uh, perished in a fire. This happened in March of 2021. The one Now, Johnson is facing no less than one year and no more than five years in a correctional facility. And he will need to register as a child abuser for 10 years. The twist to this is, though, he has agreed to testify in the case against his ex-wife, Heather Johnston. She is facing charges of murder, two counts of gross neglect of a child, and additional charges. She is due back in court for a pretrial hearing on March 27th. So he has pled guilty and has agreed to testify against the ex-wife in the death of this three-year-old. Yeah, sounds like a match made in heaven. Mm, Yeah. Sad story. I mean, sad story. Anytime something like that is going to happen to a small child and then... You kind of see from what's going on with what you just described that that child was probably going to grow up 
in an environment that's not healthy at all. But, you know, you, you want to give them that chance to try to make something out of themselves, and instead you've got a three-year-old that's, that's gone. Yeah. Sir. It's just a sad story the whole way around. Terrible. We keep hearing more and more horrible stories of, of child abuse. It's just, it seems like it's never ending. I mean, I, I, I don't get it. It's, it's terrible. But so speaking of, of prison or jails, if you will, this is out of Virginia. Now, this is a little bit comical. So if you were in jail, okay, and you got out, you escaped, you, you did a, a Shawshank redemption, if you will. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I could crawl through a sewer, but <laughs> I guess for freedom, I'd be willing to do anything. Where where would you go? Where would be the first place you would go? Well, tell everybody where the where these individuals went first. <laughs> Explain the story. Okay, and so then let's get that. So, two inmates in Virginia they created these primitive tools and they dug a hole in a wall of their cell and they escaped. Now, this happened in a new in a Newport News jail. Two men, they were 37 and 43 years old. They got loose, they got out, and they went to IHOP. <laughs> they want their breakfast. I guess. <laughs> I'm not an IHOP fan. Are you an IHOP fan? I have only been once, and I wasn't blown away. It did right, I, So you asked me if I escaped jail, where would I go? Mm-hmm. If I were hungry, if I wanted breakfast, I'm a Waffle House guy. Love Waffle House. Denny's. Love the environment. Love the wa- Just love Waffle House. But if I wanted a meal meal, and we're talking national chains, right? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm probably going to Longhorn Steakhouse, and I'm getting the, is it their lobster bisque? I don't think it's lobster bisque. It's some sort of uh, a chowder, uh, uh, like a lobster chowder. Mm. I'm getting their their uh, Brussels sprouts because they candy them real good. <laughs> and I'm getting a big fat steak medium. That's what I'm doing. Longhorn Steakhouse. Well, if I'm talking breakfast, Denny's Grand Slam. <laughs> I mean, if I've been sitting in jail and I want breakfast, I don't want just a couple over easy eggs. I want the Grand Slam. So head into Denny's. And if we're talking, you said the Longhorn. I would go for the Outback. Mm-hmm. I would go for the Outback. And then I would go for their, they have a frozen, I can't think of what it's called right now. They have this frozen cocktail that is like a slushy. It's like an adult slushy. Oh, I can see it. So that would be that would be my angle. Those would be my my first two choices. But these two criminals, they went straight to the IHOP. I guess they couldn't get past. They they needed a pancake, and they needed a pancake quick. <laughs> now, if I escaped from the Belmont Correctional Facility, I'd go straight to Schlepp's and get Deb's best. If I wanted food, food, I'd go to Pike Forty, because I think their wings. I think their wings are second only to Drovers. They do. Wow. Fantastic. Wow. Well, that's high praise. That's a that's a big that's a big shout out there. Now you got me hungry. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well maybe okay, so you're hungry. Let's let's go a different direction. So, <laughs> okay. So NFL NFL free agency is going nuts right now. And I'm sure you heard Jimmy Garoppolo got a three year deal to the Las Vegas Raiders. 
which is still weird to say, you know, valued at $72 million. He got another offer on top of that because, you know, he's in Sin City. So he was offered by two workers at the Chicken Ranch brothel free sex for life. You know why they offered it to him? Because we talk about it now? Because they said he's the ultimate babe. Oh, I don't know. I mean... What do you think? On a scale of 1 to 10? I'd give him... Now, if I, mm, if I floated the other way, which I don't, but if I did, I'd give Garoppolo an 8. That's, that's what I was going to say. I was going yeah. to say 7.5 or 8. He just kind of... Uh-huh. He doesn't look like the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree sometimes. <laughs> I think he's incredibly overrated as an NFL quarterback, number one. Yeah. Number two, you realize he went out on a couple of dates with a porn star, right? So he I've heard that. He's up on it. Yeah, well, yeah, her name's like Mia something. At least that's what a friend told me. Uh-huh. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how do you fit that um, into the contract? Yeah. When you when when you when you go out on a date with a porn star, you pretty much tell the world, "Yeah, I'm up for anything and anybody, for sure." Here's here's my question about this: the name of the brothel, okay? Yeah, Chicken Ranch. That doesn't sound. That's not sexy to me. Am I missing something? Is there like the Chicken no, Ranch there's, brothel? There's no catch here. I mean, I would. I would want to name my brothel something a little more inviting or endearing. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the name I would choose either. No. I mean, Chicken Ranch just sounds not great. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know how how else to say it. That's just not a great name for a brothel. No, that's perfect. That is is perfect. I don't know. Sexy. Great. Yeah, it's just not great. Sexy Suzanne's or, you know, living yeah. it up in Vegas. I, I don't know. That's just a terrible name for, for a brothel. But, I mean, free sex for life. Now, what happens if he gets traded? I don't know. I think the offer still stands probably. Uh-huh. I don't think he's going to not be a babe in their eyes if he goes to another team. <laughs> you know, speaking of football, I, I think the Steelers and the Browns by far and away did the best in the AFC North. Yeah, I think Cincinnati did okay, but I think the Steelers and the Browns really did well. Now, will it translate onto the field? We're going to have to wait and see. But the Browns needed defensive help, and, man, they went and got it. They I mean, w- I, I love the, de- the defensive end they got, Okoronkwo. Um, I love the defensive tackle, Dalvin Tom- uh, Tomlinson. The uh, safety, Juan Thornhill. I mean, all positions sorely needed, and they- they've signed a couple of other people for depth. I think they've done exactly what they needed to do. And then the Steelers, so the Browns needed defensive help, specifically defensive line. The Steelers needed offensive line help. They went and got it. Nate Herbig is a a very, very good guard. Uh, Both teams re-signed some guys that I think they should. I think they both should get an A for what they've done in free agency. I think think the Bengals getting Orlando Brown was huge for them because you've got to protect Joe Mm -hmm. Burrow. I mean, I would give the Bengals like a solid B. And then the Ravens are just at an F right now because they haven't got anybody and they still haven't re-signed Lamar Jackson, which they need their heads checked. 
Yeah, that whole situation in Baltimore is is just a cluster right now. And yep. fr- from a Browns pa- uh, fan perspective, I mean, the GM and the head coach they're they're on the hot seat, so they had to make moves and they made them. So yeah, there's no doubt. I think Kevin Stefanski is coaching for his job this year. Absolutely, as he should be. Yep, as as he should be. So we'll see. We'll see if it, like I said, getting people's one thing, translating it to the field or mm-hmm. transferring it to the field is another thing, and that's always been the Browns' problem. Yeah, we're going to pay some bills. You're listening to the BS Hour, Bloom, Daddy, and Sam, eleven seventy WWVA. Question right out of the gate for my main men here in the studio with me: Would you eat three D printed desserts, Carmen? You eat everything. 3D printed desserts. Columbia University scientists have created cheesecake with a laser and edible food inks. In the inks, graham crackers, peanut butter, Nutella, banana puree, strawberry jam, cherry drizzle, and frosting. Would you eat it? No, absolutely not. Sounds appetizing, but what toxins are in there? You eat everything, though. I wouldn't go that far. You just had half a pound of skull in your lip. Oh, I'm sorry, Copenhagen. Copenhagen. My bad. Grizzly cut. Yes. But yet you wouldn't eat a 3D printed piece of cheesecake. Do some more research on it. Maybe I will. Trey, what about you? Would you eat this? I'd have to see somebody else do it first to even consider it. (laughs) Monkey see, monkey do, yeah. Best way to do it. Let's jump into our top headlines. What's going on here? What is happening? What the hell is happening? What's happening now? Let's take a look at what's going on. These are the top headlines. Latest on Donald Trump. The federal grand jury was scheduled to meet in Manhattan to consider criminal charges against Trump. It has been canceled. Now, apparently there is major dissension within the district attorney's office. The district attorney having trouble convincing the grand jury on potential charges due to the weakness of the case. Now, Trump has not been formally notified about whether Alvin Bragg actually plans to bring charges against him. There does remain a chance, a real chance, that Bragg does not choose to indict the former president. I'm going to get back to this top story coming up in a couple of minutes. Right now, let's go live to Washington, D.C. M. Wynn, ABC News correspondent. M. the Fed... Raising interest rates once again, huh? That's correct. Yeah, we just heard from Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell, his colleagues, him, everyone deciding that they are raising its benchmark interest rate by a quarter of a percentage point to continue its inflation fight, as most economists did predict, despite the turmoil in the banking system. Now, today, Powell, in some remarks that came out shortly after the news, maybe half an hour ago, he said that disinflation is still ongoing. He suggested the end of rate increases is near, though, which is some good news to some of us. He also was asked about the banking situation after, of course, as you know, several banks have failed. And he said he is confident the U.S. banking system is sound and resilient. He basically echoed Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen yesterday. And he said that basically the panel did take this banking situation into consideration, that a pause was considered in the days leading up to the two-day meeting. But ultimately, there is a strong job market. There is high consumer prices. And he said there was a strong consensus to continue raising rates. And he does not believe, he says, this will impact banks negatively. And you hit on a lot of different angles here because there's a lot of different angles to this story. Is this a controversial decision because the Fed's been tinkering with interest rates over and over? It doesn't seem to be rectifying the problem. And as you pointed out, you've got a banking industry walking on eggshells right now. 
Exactly. And so definitely this is going to be a tough decision. That's what many economists were telling us. Because remember, when SVB had fallen and uh, Signature Bank just shortly after that, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen had actually blamed the moving interest rates as a core reason for the recent bank collapses. Because, you know, many of its assets, you know, those government bonds, they lost that market value as rates climbed. And so when they had to cover all of those withdrawals from their depositors, well, certainly they were losing a lot of that money. So there was a lot of blame there. There was a big question as, well, as to whether or not they were going to continue to increase rates. Ultimately, they did. Uh, uh, and we heard from Powell today, his target goal is to get inflation down to 2%. We're not anywhere near that right now, because right now we're about just above 6%. But he says if this goes on the way he believes it will, he does believe they're going to be able to restore price stability. He says around 2025, inflation should be down to about 3%. All right, Em, thank you so much for the report. Thanks so much. M. Wynn, ABC News correspondent, live from D.C. But once again, inflation still killing the American family. The last time I checked, which was just two days ago, the average American family, due to inflation, paying an extra $465 per month. Breaking news is just coming out. St. Ed, offensive tackle, St. Ed's offensive tackle, Ben Roebuck, committing to the University of Michigan. There's one individual in the studio who is about to cry right now. One Carmen Angelo. I thought you were steering Roebuck to the Buckeyes. I was trying. I was trying. But I can tell you, going back as far as maybe 18 months ago, I saw his dad, Dougie, who I played with at St. Ed's, and their mom at a freshman game. And it seemed like at that time, Michigan was the front runner, believe it or not. And I asked Mrs. Roebuck, I said, hey, where's Benny going? She said, well, kind of leaning toward Michigan. And I said, Harbaugh's crazier and a poop house rat. I say, you may want to reconsider <laughs> yes. that. And uh, she started laughing. But I kind of figured this was going to happen because Ryan Day, he didn't come up uh, firing with an offer. And I don't understand why. Yeah, 23 offers in total. Penn State, Wisconsin, among his other Big Ten opportunities. Robux ranked by 24-7 sports as the number 25 offensive tackle nationally, number 12 overall prospect in the state of Ohio. And I know that Michigan... Michigan had this 6'7", 320-pounder in their sights, and they they have made a pledge to pound Northeast Ohio. What about the Twins at St. Ed's? Yeah, the Armstrong Twins. Um, I have uh, I, I see them, and they're they're. It seems like they're Ohio State guys right now. I haven't seen them since the banquet about a month ago, but hey, that can change. And I got to give Harbaugh credit, Klinkscale, uh, one of the offensive coaches there, and also Sharon Moore, their offensive line coach, a lot of credit. They're trying to put a fence around Northeast Ohio. They've got Hamilton from Avon. He's committed. Benny is now committed, and now Deontay and Devontae. Who knows? I'm hoping that they go to Ohio State. They say their dream is to go to Ohio State. That's the team they've grown up rooting for and that they love. But at the end of the day, you never know. So I, I give I give Michigan credit. I hate to do it. It makes Especially me want to Especially with the NIL money floating yes. around. You just never know who's going to come in at that last second and flash some cash. And next thing you know, decisions change. Well, it's crazy because Ryan Day has been on those guys big time, but he hasn't. He was never on Ben, and I don't fault Ben whatsoever. All right, back to the top story. Donald Trump, apparently there is major dissension within the district attorney's office. The district attorney, Alvin Bragg, having trouble convincing the grand jury on potential charges due to the, and I'm quoting here, weakness of the case. There remains a real chance that Bragg does not choose to indict the former president. So everything is on standby right now. I think Alvin Bragg has finally realized he's bitten off more than he can chew. This is backfiring. And he's going to make a fool of himself. 
you're talking about a district attorney in Alvin Bragg who is going after a former president over misdemeanor business records violations, trying to turn it into a felony. And he's imagining this second crime out of a supposed campaign finance violation that nobody else has seen. Nobody else will even sit there and acknowledge. This guy's going to look like more of a fool. This is a guy who, remember, charged a man who killed another in self-defense. It was all caught on camera. There was no question about it. Yet he charged the guy who was protecting himself. And after public pressure came, he dropped all the charges. Alvin Bragg's also the same guy who backed down to public pressure after not going after serious offenders. This guy has a history of backing down. And who's his main witness uh, witness in all this? Michael Cohen, who long ago said that this payment had nothing to do with the campaign but was made to protect Melania Trump from an embarrassing accusation. It's not an illegal campaign donation under the law. And that means there's no crime. Now you've got Michael Cohen claiming that the money was intended to help Trump's campaign fend off a damaging story. Cohen's former attorney, who does not have to be bound by attorney-client privilege anymore, that was waived by his ex-client, testified before the grand jury on Monday. And he said that Michael Cohen repeatedly told him that the Stormy Daniels payment was intended to protect the candidate's wife, not the campaign. And Cohen insisted that he acted on his own and not at the behest of Trump. That's Cohen's personal attorney. So if you're the DA and you're trying to make chicken salad out of chicken you know what and you've got your star witnesses attorney saying look this guy testified told me numerous times that he did this on his own and it was intended to protect melania what do you think alvin bragg's thinking now i'll tell you what he's thinking he bit off way more than he can choose and he is going to look like a complete idiot again that would be the third time at least three times that i know of I want to hit on this World Baseball Classic when he talks about, you know, Biden didn't campaign. How could he get that many votes? I firmly believe that a lot of his votes just simply were votes against Donald Trump. And I know Trump supporters cannot understand it. They can't comprehend it. Had to be cheating. It had to be. It had to be. It had to be. You know, I'm going to stick to this. Donald Trump was the right man in 2016. I don't feel he's the right man now for the Republican Party. And that's exactly why. And I'll use that example. Because so many people just do not like him that they don't care what he accomplished. They don't care what he can accomplish. They simply don't want him again. And a Democratic candidate, and it's going to be Biden again, will benefit from that. Just the same way Trump benefited from Hillary Clinton and the distaste that so many people had for her. He got a lot of votes based on the fact that, not the fact that they wanted Trump, they wanted anybody but Hillary Clinton. That's a part of all of this. It's a big part of all this, and we'll be discussing it more coming up in politics, left, right, center. I I love what Donald Trump did for this country in so many different ways, policy-wise. And I do not hate Donald Trump. I just want to win. And I can't say this enough. I don't think he gives Republicans the best chance of winning. I think he gives Republicans the best chance of losing. And that scares the death out of me that we're going to be stuck with this old corpse for another four years, if he even makes it that far. 
World Baseball Classic, fifth installment, Japan beating the United States. Team USA falling just short of winning back-to-back titles. Japan has now won three, the only team to do it in the five-year history. Shohei Otani, two 100-mile-per-hour fastballs by Mike Trout. Mike Trout was injured last year. I can't remember how many. I, 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 try, I wanted to look up how many games he played, Carmen, total. But he was out for a lot of the season. Mid-May on. You on. normally don't see Mike Trout missing fastballs. Now, 100 miles an hour is 100 miles an hour. But these guys are used to – these guys hit that now. I mean, 95 used to be like, oh, my God. Now 95 is considered average, okay? But Otani was dealing last night. You said to me you think he's the greatest player in the history of the game. You really believe that? Maybe I'll backtrack a bit and say since, babe, but Bloom Daddy, this guy can go out. You're in and you're out and get you 18 to 22 wins a year on the mound. The guy can hit 300. He can get you 45 bombs. The guy runs like a deer. People don't realize how fast this guy is at 6'5", 235 pounds. He runs like a deer. Um, He's got a great glove. This guy, he's not a five-tool player. You know what he is? Because he's got a fastball, a slider, a splitter, a change. This guy's a 10-tool player. He truly is. He's unbelievable. There's nobody like him, and he, we have never seen anybody like this guy in our lives. It's, look, the first time I saw him and saw what he was doing, I thought, was this guy created in a lab? Yeah. It's almost like Yvonne Drago from Rocky Five. <laughs> yes. Like, seriously, yes. you got an island full of people under five foot six. How does a guy 6'5", 220, with all these tools, come from Japan? You know, you want to talk about a genetic freak, and he's I mean that in a, in a positive way, and what he's doing is incredible. You also have to give a shout-out to Trey Turner. Because what he did was incredible, too. Five home runs in six games, including one in the winner-go-home quarterfinal, two in the winner-go-home semifinal, one in the winner-go-home championship game. I mean, what he did was amazing, but what Otani's doing is, is purely incredible. There have been other guys with his talent that have not been allowed to be two-way players. And I'll go but Imagine putting Roberto Clemente on the mound. Gas. I mean, yes. this guy's throwing. Seems. This guy's probably throwing ninety six to ninety eight from the outfield mm-hmm. in his prime. That could not be debated. put that on a mound. Yeah, that's a hundred. Yes, because with that inches. elevation and pushing off the rubber and everything else, you you have to think he's going to gain four to five miles per hour. Okay, so think about that. Put put Dave Parker on the mound. Okay, put some of these other guys. Is Parker going to know where it's going though? I mean, can no, they throw strikes? No, I that's get the that. Thing. I get that. But what I'm saying is, is that Otani's been allowed to do something that most major league ball clubs in the past who've had athletes like him have said, "No, you're choosing one or the other," because it's just so difficult to be good at baseball. The time you got to dedicate to being a lead hitter is incredible, and the time you've got to dedicate to being an elite pitcher is incredible. And when you're trying to do both of them at the same time. Very difficult thing to do. I mean, put Bo Jackson on a mound. Oh, boy. How, how fast do you think he's throwing? He's throwing a on a mound. Too. Yeah. But teams have always been afraid of this from an injury standpoint. And they'd rather have one person who's really good at one thing as opposed to, I think they were scared of, okay, we're going to get an average guy at two things or a superstar at one. So you're either a pitcher or you're a, a hitter. With Otani, he's a lead at both. Well, and don't forget, didn't Shohei have Tommy John three years ago? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So and he's usually back- guys who have Tommy John come back throwing even harder. And, I mean, he's he's endured it. Look, this guy can wake up and fall out of bed and do both. He's just an absolute freak. He's incredible. The last two, you brought up Babe Ruth. So this is why I will never consider 
anybody other than Ruth, Ruth, the greatest in the history of the game. you got to compare what they did against other people that played during their era. Babe Ruth, when he became a full-time hitter, full-time hitter in 1920, 54 home runs, and that was in 142 games. 54 home runs, the next year 59, the next year 35, he only played in 110 games. Then it was 41-46. Batting average those five years, 376, 378, 315, 393, 378. He was out homering entire teams. In 1920, when he hit 54 home runs, he out homered every team in professional baseball, with the exception of the Phillies, who hit 64. So put that in perspective for a second. As a pitcher, his first four seasons, he went 2 and 1, 18 and 8, 23 and 12, 24 and 13, 13 and 7, 9 and 5. The only year that he went both ways, significantly hitting and pitching, was in 1918. Babe Ruth was 13 and 7 on the mound and in 95 games he hit 11 home runs. That led the league by the way cuz back then two six home runs. The, he had a guy by the name of Frank Home Run Baker who played for the Philadelphia Athletics. He was nicknamed Home Run Baker because he led the league in home runs like three times. Yeah. Never hit more than five. <laughs> so yeah, he was Home Run Baker. Uh we got some okay, so we got some breaking news here regarding the Browns. Trey, what's going on? Yes, per ESPN's Adam Schefter, the Browns are acquiring wide receiver Elijah Moore and their third round pick for the second round pick, the forty second pick overall. No kidding. Yep. So right off the top of my head, Elijah Moore. I don't what do we know about Elijah he Moore? He was the Jets uh I want to say their first round pick a couple of years ago. Yeah, the Jets are trying to clear that space to bring in uh A Rod. A Rod. Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So that's the breaking news involving the Browns. Uh, you know, just go ahead. Yeah. One correction. He was a second round pick in 2021, 34 overall. Okay. So do you like this move? If they need a receiver, and if they're and the Browns could use another body, I like it so far. I like it. Okay. Absolutely. We okay. needed. We had a need there. We'll break it down more when we come back. So as far as Shohei Itani, though, just to finish that discussion, I think he is the best player in the game of baseball right now, in the history of the game. Nobody's ever going to overtake the babe. When you take a look at what he did and what others did at the same time he played, it's not even comparable. Let me show you. would have to hit 80 home runs and go 18 and six on the mound. Well, how about some of these pastures that the babe played in? I mean, 450 to dead center at Yankee Stadium. Um, I mean, they were routinely some of these ballparks. The gaps were 400, 420. And every one of these pitchers. Spitting on the ball, throwing spit. I mean, well, that's true. Cheating, too. Vaseline. I mean, you name it, they threw it back sure. then. Yeah, and he hit it better than anybody. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.